Although you've got more of a beard. You're more Gimli. Yes, but I'm not a fucking genetic blacksmith. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Fungible. And I'm Non. And this is Force With Token. A podcast for the adventurous Alderman. 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 Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Uh, Al, you're yeah, you were too slow. Uh, you've got a woolly hat on. How are you? Uh, trying to be warm because it's yeah. been dying to hear about the weather uh, in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> We've had what uh, the Americans might call a light drizzle, but what we- the British call catastrophic thunderstorms. And yeah. uh... <laughs> we we lost power for like nearly twelve hours. Yeah, power outages, flooded roads, things blowing away, uh, trees crushing cars, cats and dogs living together. Um, (laughs) Mass hysteria! So it's been a bit mad, and it's a bit... uh, Normally I'm I'm a sucker for some dramatic weather, um, but unfortunately this weekend I was supposed to be going on a narrow boat to get my license so we can take the scouts away on the canals. Nice. But due to massive flooding and really dangerous <laughs> conditions, we thought maybe going on a barge was not a good idea. So I'm going to have to wait till that. Uh, so instead, I thought I'd uh, really crack on with uh, the car. Um, and I just laid down in a torrential river running down the driveway, and getting soaked wet underneath underneath the car, fixing it up. And I managed to get a fully working, fully rebuilt engine in a car, started by myself yeah you did dude no leaks no fires no explosions no catastrophic failures of any type (laughs) um it was idling a bit rough but i've managed to sort that out now um and it's a champ absolute what 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 a 40 pound facebook marketplace engine can get you (laughs) is remarkable with a bit of uh, a bit of brake cleaner and some, some elbow grease how was that uh, super cheap brake cleaner? Uh, didn't taste as nice as uh, Holt's brake cleaner, but ah. it certainly cleaned things that were not brakes. <laughs> so yeah, if if you if you if you're in uh, Euro car parts and have one pound fifty to spare, they've got a deal on brake clean. Other <laughs> brake cleaners are available. Brake cleaner is is just it's, the best. It's ninety nine point nine percent isopropyl alcohol. Like yeah, it's not that bad. It, that's the thing is it's just it's isopropyl alcohol but in a can it's fucking great yeah. <laughs> um so so yeah managed to get um managed to get an engine running uh and now i've just been um sort of dotting all the t's and crossing all the i's just getting it ready for mot so i'm gonna get that booked in nice and then get it back on the road awesome. so how many how many working registered vehicles will you have four Oh my god! All right, Jimmy, what do you do with them all? See that—that that makes me feel better. I've, I'm down to two on the road and one. But if, if, now? if this passes its MOT, it's it instantly doubles its value. So I could, yeah. I could sell this to fund getting the other one oh, up and running, and then. Oh, say that uh, now that the um, like evenings are getting lighter. I took Murph out for a walk yesterday. Maybe yesterday, um, maybe the day before actually. Sunday, maybe, I think it was Sunday. Uh, not important. Carry on. Um, and, uh, you took your what... dog for a walk. 
And what, is if the, what if the uh, Barnes in the village has a uh, Vitara pickup outside of it? Ooh, like when ooh, they've cut it. And, nice. and it looks like a proper nice job as well. Cool. Um, I was going to take pictures for you, but the guys that were like in the barn were all already looking at me a bit weird. So I was like, I'm just going to carry on going. You would have oh, sent him a photo and then Al would have been like, right, I'm currently looking for yeah, another yeah, one to chop. He'd be there in four and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of being looked at weirdly, Brett, what have you been up to this week? Oh, every day, Steve. Every day we get looked at weirdly. So I've actually been making a decent amount of progress on kind of the interior necessities, little odds and ends for uh, the house. I successfully finished a, a little hand towel holder, the angry octopus that we were talking about. Yes. Finished that yesterday. It's just a quirky little bit of nonsense hanging on the wall now. But my toilet paper holder is hilarious because it's a tentacle <laughs> and it it works real good, but it is like a terrifying creature arm sticking out of the wall. Nice. <laughs> you know, you're your loo rule, sir. On top of that, I kind of finished the countertop. Like I gotta put some finishing touches on the countertop for the kitchen, probably today, and then uh, hooked up a security system because I had a little bit of a... I, I'm going to say it was my imagination kind of playing tricks on me uh, almost a week ago. But I was working late and then I stepped outside uh, and was taking stuff out of the car and I could have sworn I heard footsteps. And out here where there's when there's no wind and because I'm out in kind of barren wasteland, yeah, you can really hear everything. <laughs> and I've heard the coyotes walking around. I can hear little rats, you know, field mice and stuff scurrying around on the concrete but the sound of footsteps in sand is very like, specific it's very specific yeah and it just kind of freaked me out so i uh successfully <laughs> hooked it all up the other day and now have full security at my place which feels really nice it is kind of silly how often i get a i have a little doorbell camera thing and it'll be like something's going on on your doorbell i'm like it's gary eating peanuts <laughs> outside which is adorable because now i just have all these little recordings of the ground squirrel running across my porch nice uh but yeah i i feel like i'm making good progress i mean obviously the the countertop was a big enough build because i'd never done poured concrete before and yeah. it failed to a certain degree and i don't know Ooh. if you guys were watching on the on the patreon instagram but i put the forms up because i was trying to do pour in place and i'd watched a few videos to see how that was all going to turn out april wilkerson and then bourbon moth uh have really good videos on it i could have sworn i did everything that i needed to but i think just the the dryness like the lack of humidity over here it didn't allow everything to really settle and kind of puddle down at the bottom so i took the forms off and all of my edges just looked like somebody had taken a hammer to them and there were huge crevices and cracks and stuff <clears throat> so ended up coming up with a little bit of a solution based on buying a decent bucket of patch compound for concrete concrete and was like i don't see how this wouldn't work it serves the same purpose um so now i have now i have this black pseudo concrete right it's like concrete but with a layer of patch concrete over it and it looks good so that feels very good and i kind of wanted to complete that because i am going to be going on a bit of an adventure over the next week or so started chatting with Anne of all trades randomly she sent me a message a month or so ago that was like hey i want you to come out here and make things and she talked about the school and what she wants to do with possibly some online course 
stuff or at least some videos to offer through the school's website and would like me to be involved. And I've only met Anne once in the past and we've been chatty for probably since then. And what a fantastic hardworking lady she is. And then to ask me to come out and do that, I couldn't say no. I'm super excited for it. It's going to be blacksmithing and goats and donkey hugs and all <laughs> kinds of fun stuff, uh, which I'm very excited about. And then I'll actually get to tack on uh, probably seeing my folks and some of my family on the way back, which nice. has been quite some time. So nice little adventure. I feel like I've been working hard enough. Maybe I kind of need a break. Uh, but I, I posted in Patreon this morning. It was like, I'm taking a break to go work. But it's going to be fun work and kind of a new adventure, getting to know Anne, see what the school is all about, really embrace the idea. Yeah. Like, I love teaching and I love the idea that she's trying to do stuff for the, the community as a whole and open up her place to me to, to come and, and play around in. So I'm well excited for it. I feel like she's doing such good things. I, I'm more than happy to go and like offer my services if I can. Nice. Yeah. So it'll be good. Cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah, but I've heard you have some adventures coming up soon, Mr. Steve. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I have. Um, what have I been up to this week, though, before we get onto that? Because that will ruin my segue. Uh, oh, no. Because <laughs> obviously I pre Everyone's looking out. forward to Oh, did I not <laughs> tee that up well enough for you? I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I, so I, I finished off the... Uh, the charity acts um, this week, uh, getting the, the handles done on that, which is the fourth attempt, I think. Um, still not entirely happy with it, but it's it, it's good enough, sort of thing. Um, and uh, and also with um, the like sister acts to it uh, for Steve Pellegrino. Um, so both of those are now handled, um, finished, and ready to go. I'm just about to order some leather bits uh so i can make some sheaths for them mm. um which would be good uh so they will hopefully both have sheaths before i leave um but yeah like it's it's just been a mad few weeks we've um we've been doing a lot of stuff in the workshop uh but we've kind of been like it's been a lot of fun stuff but we've also been trying to keep up with the production and production has been not slipping but it's not been top priority um so the last couple of days has been just kind of trying to get back on top of that um plus also like on, on a very personal level uh i obviously we i, I talk occasionally about going to the gym and, and all of that and how yeah, good it is and good. everything else um but I, I i've been trying to do some more stuff and basically i had a session with um with one of the pts um to check my Good for you form when i'm squatting um and uh because i keep every time i squat i get lower back pain and so we went through all of the things that i shouldn't be doing how to correct it what i should be doing instead some some different movements and i've basically spent the last week since that session being in fucking agony because my <laughs> lower back is fucked um so yeah, uh, that's not been quite so fun. That's why, just in case you guys are wondering, every now and then I keep wincing is because I keep getting a twinge in my back and it's painful. I'm really um, not paying attention enough. Yeah, to notice, I, so. I, I don't expect you guys to actually give a shit. Um, but yeah, uh, 
so that that was it. I, I realized that was a bit of a, a weird random tangent, but I wanted to share. Um <laughs> okay. uh, what have you been up to? My back I don't hurts. <laughs> Basically, well, yeah. Now your fingers are gonna hurt. <laughs> um full landscaping duty. I got it. Uh yes. Well done. I get I I'm really now. Um what else have I done? Fuck. Al, what 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 else have I done? You went um, for a meal, you walked your dog. Um, yeah, you bought Wait, an Xbox. When did you go for a meal? I don't know. That's what you yeah. normally do. Uh, I did walk the dog though. That was fun. Um, yeah, I started to get light again. It's really nice. Um, so uh, the other thing, obviously, fuck off. I'm, <laughs> I'm not prepared to do this today. I don't Shit. know what I've. This is you that wanted to do it. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get there, and you guys keep distracting me with your faces. Yeah, the other thing that I did this week is I finally bought my tickets for. Uh, traveling over to America, um, realized that my passport is still in date, which I was a bit paranoid it wasn't going to be. Um, but yeah, so I'm off to upstate New York to the Blackthorn in East Durham. Durham. For the, uh, I was going to say the hammering. It's not hammering. It's a group project making mm-hmm. a fire bowl, fire pit. Thing. I got that sorted and I'm super fucking excited about going uh over there, seeing everyone, hanging out, having some fun, traveling again, because it's been a while. Um and we've been sorting out some festivals and events that we might be doing this year. Um, including uh there's a little bit with the Maker Central stuff, um, which has mostly been on Al because he's kind of point of contact for everyone for Maker Central at the moment. Um but yeah, it's been it's been really good. I've been looking forward to getting back into the swing of of going places and doing things and having fun and meeting people again. Like the the idea that I'm actually going to go to the states and meet some new people, I'm very excited about that. But yeah, adventures and stuff. So, Brett, go. <laughs> on an well, adventure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going on a jet plane. Not really though. Driving. Anyway, I am very excited for adventures. I feel like everybody's kind of gearing up for them in the really near future. I mean, between all the events, I know there's people on their way to WorkbenchCon right now in Atlanta. I canceled that whole idea along with Maker Central just for my own personal reasons. And, you know, it reminded me that when we were all meeting each other there at the beginning, being friendly and and chummy through Instagram and social medias is one thing, but the stuff that develops, the the relationships that develops, the inspiration that develops out of these hangout situations based around the events, I guess it's been so long since I felt like I've traveled somewhere and then come back with just a fire under my ass that that's become the most exciting part. Looking forward to this. I know I'm. it's going to be a fun time being out there and there's going to be tons of nonsense that we get into, but I'm looking at the, the return. I got, I'm going to get here and probably just be so full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> um, probably because, you know, if anybody follows Anne, she's super hardworking and like runs the farm, does the videos, builds stuff. She's so hardworking. I feel like I'm going to end up coming back here and be like, wow, you've been so lazy. <laughs> like, get to it. <laughs> Uh, you don't even have a lot of responsibilities, which is true, but I'm so looking forward to in, inspired seems like such an overused term at this point, but I think it's just going to 
remind me of the of the good energy and like motivation that I always gain from these hangouts. And even though it's small and private and it's just going to be a couple of us hanging out as opposed to the gigantic maker central that you guys are all going to deal with. I have yet to go to one of those hangouts or events, even 10 makers, you know, I came back from that just like, Oh my God, I just want to do all the things now is being around all the other people and kind of soaking in, you know, ideas or, or, developing these friendships or these relationships where here we are four years later still doing this yeah and somehow still like six people listen to us <laughs> i would have never expected something like this and i i know we've talked about events so i'm trying to avoid just saying the exact same shit that i've said before <laughs> but i i still look at it as like i would go to the events or i would go to the hangouts as often as i could because I know it would lead to some type of either inspiration or friendship or some kind of meaningful, mutually beneficial exchange with the other people around. With events in the past, we've always talked about how, you know, like you say, how rejuvenating it is, how exciting it is, how you come back feeling um, like raring to go and all of that. But that was when we were able to go to events fairly regularly. Um, mm -hmm. I think <laughs> Yeah, Easy. and I think yeah, well, yeah. I think the um, the events this year in particular, I think it will kind of slowly kind of melt back into that. But this year in particular, it's going to feel even more impactful because we've not been able to do it for so long, um, and going to events for different reasons. So, yeah, the first time I went over to um, for the first makers camp, that was it was just because it was going to be a great event and hanging out with a bunch of different people. But going over um, for for the the fireball class or the session, um, the main reason for that is because it's been like over two years since I last saw Chris. Like, and he's a really good friend. I'm genuinely excited about going over and and seeing my friend. And I think more friend, friend, uh, Dick. Uh, I think like more more than anything. Um, it's it's an excuse to catch up with people that you have made friendships with mm -hmm. so it's not just um the the prospect of making new friends and meeting new people and exciting things it's being able to go up to your buddy and give him a hug and hang out and chat like i i went to see um al a little while back and it was fucking great because it'd been what two years since we'd last seen each other and i think that um as as much as I love being on Hangouts and, and doing all this, like it's no replacement for actual physical contact, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, to sort of elevate this thinking as well, because I, I totally agree with you. The events are great. The meeting your friends is great. You know, it's obviously shit that we've not been doing for too long now, yeah. and we're all suffering for it. And and I think getting out of that routine is, is going to help. But I think there's a, there's a sense of like adventure in it. There's yeah. something in it that's a little bit like um, a little bit brave. And, you know, it's it's not just going to the same thing every year and year and year and year. Like, yeah, first Maker Central, yeah, it was like overwhelming and yeah, you know, too many people didn't know anyone. You know, what is this big space? Going up on stage, it was mental. Um, now I'm kind of kind of comfortable with that. And, yeah. and can handle that but but what what appeals to me is kind of what you're saying brett about about going out to ands is like it takes some gumption 
you know, it take it, it, it's like there's, pur- there's purpose there. There's you're, you're you're going out there and you're going to come back better because of it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's the same with what you're doing, Steve. It's you know, it's not just going to see Chris. You know, if you wanted to go and see Chris, you just go and see Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but actually going out and getting out of your comfort zone, you know, meeting new people, um, going to a space that you're not familiar with, and you know having to teach or use the tools or produce shit. It's like, uh, Brett, yeah, come over and, and I want you to like, you know, make stuff and teach people how to make stuff. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not your shop. It's not your tools. It's not your comfort zone. But I think, I think that, that that's what an adventure is. It's like mm. you set out to do something and the shit you learn along the way. I've just been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> um, and coming back and everything's better because of it like you yeah. said Brett mm-hmm. like there is there isn't one of those events where you don't you come back and you're like shit now I've got 10 more new hobbies mm-hmm. <laughs> you know now yeah. I've got 100 different skills that I really 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 fucking want to learn yeah well you brought it up I think in just a conversation between the two of us offline but you talked about this the the next chapter right or like these these dog-eared pages of whatever your life story is I want to know that I'm embracing these opportunities as often as I can, right? Mm. Call it the call it the whole pirate approach to things. Like I I've for a very long time tried to look at everything as as a sense of like be brave, don't be stupid, but accept the adventure or at least like go out there so that you know you did it. The idea of a missed opportunity because yeah. of either fear or um, whatever kind of restrictions you put up in front of yourself, that part always upset me when I was younger and a little bit more restricted in terms of maybe it was work or or maybe it was just me personally putting roadblocks up. But let's say for the last, I don't know, five, 10 years, especially since I joined the maker community, I can't actively say no to things that seem like this sense of adventure, like everything could fall apart six months from now, but at least I know I did it. You know, at least I know I tried to build that thing. Even if I failed on it, at least I, you know, made it a point to put myself out there in whatever capacity. You can look at this just as like the YouTube channel in general. I put over a hundred videos out and it's not like my life has completely changed. I love what's been going on for the last few years on that channel, but I've talked about it openly enough that, you know, financially it doesn't make a ton of sense. And I put a lot of time and effort into it, but I'd rather know 10 years from now that I did it and that I tried and that I still continued sharing because if I didn't, it's like a torn out bit of pages from, you know, it's like, Oh no, that didn't turn out well. And you rip the pages out of your book and go, I don't want anybody to read that. I don't even want to know about that time in my life. But imagine, imagine someone reading that book back and going, Oh fuck. What, what would have happened if Brett had done that? You know, I I think, I think like to kind of read off, uh, to go off that, but also to kind of what you were saying, Al, like, I think that that being out of your comfort zone thing and going off and, and doing the thing that is scary. I think the more you do it, the less scary it is. Mm. Like, cause it, it, it made me smile when you said about, you know, being in someone else's shop and teaching people and all of this. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking I do that all the time. Mm. Like, like, because going and setting up... Yeah, um, you have anxiety issues and get oh, yeah, yeah. stressed and nervous about speaking yeah. in public, but it yeah. doesn't stop you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, the the prospect of it doesn't scare me anymore. Mm. Like, 
before the idea of going to a different country uh with people that i've only ever met on the internet and teaching a class would have been fucking terrifying now i'm like yeah fuck it let's do it um hmm. because i've been exposed to it quite a lot and i've i've done it quite a lot and and to what brett was saying like that whole idea of saying yes to stuff like unless there's a fucking good reason not to say yes to something just say yes to it because yeah if you can make it work if you like yeah it might cost a bit of money and i i fully appreciate that you know that's a big issue for a lot of people i mean it's half the reason why i almost didn't go um but if you can find a way to make it work in terms of of money like that should be the only thing that's stopping you from going like don't let your fear stop you from going because you get to do so many cool things even like absolute worst case it all goes to shit you go over there like what what's actually going to happen you're going to get there you're going to go well this is shit you're going to hang around for a few days and then you're going to go well i'm going to go home you you've had that experience like yeah you, it was a few days of being a bit shit but what else were you going to do fucking sit at home and watch netflix <laughs> just get out there and fucking live life like it's i appreciate at the moment like still kind of in a stay in there pandemic. and live life yeah Still, still in a kind of like global pandemic, probably not the uh, the easiest thing to do. But I think it is a really important thing to kind of subject yourself to to the unknown every so often. Because I, 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 Brett, I know you got a point, but I I was talking to Jim about it, and I think I talked about it on here uh, when when we talked about it. Um, but he uh, he was talking about. Um, uh, doing something and I kind of said the trouble is is if you if you sit and you try and plan out every possibility and you don't ever take that leap because you're constantly trying to predict what's going to happen and what's this and all this like you you can stay at home and some idiot can drive a fucking car through your living room window like it shit happens and you have to adapt and you have to overcome those things so why not make like why not why not adapt and overcome those obstacles when it's something that you've actually chosen to do rather than just sitting there waiting for something to happen? Go and fucking make the thing happen and then figure it out. I, th I think yeah. these these situations are overwhelming, and I think we all yeah. Oh, sorry, Brett. I thought you were pointing at me, not sticking your hand up. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go on. No, you go. God damn it. <laughs> um, you guys are so polite. Just just building on what Steve was saying. Um, like yes these these situations are intimidating and i get it and yeah. we've all got our anxieties and we've all got our hang-ups yeah. and we've got our i just fucking hate people yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's not that i'm nervous it's like i don't i just don't want to be around um but they're they're the obstacles that you have to overcome they're the things that yeah. you have they're the bullets you have to bite you know you, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it so it's like if you want to grow or get out of a rut it's like if you want to get out of a rut, you need to get out of the front door. Yeah, and and it's too easy, especially when there's an, always an excuse to be like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do what I do. I'm gonna I'm in a I'm in a routine. I'm comfortable, you know, and, and I I know what's gonna happen. Even if that's the most boring thing in the world and it's depressing you, I know what's gonna happen. It's safe. Yeah, but the second you go right, I'm gonna go on this adventure. You know, I'm gonna step out the door. I'm gonna. <laughs> it's the furthest away from home I've ever been. Um, that's that's when shit starts to get interesting. That's when, like Brett says, you come back and you're like, "Whoa, 
yeah. you know, my life has changed. I'm doing something different now. I've, I've got, I'm adding this to my arsenal. That's yeah. what it is. It's like collecting all these um, stories and friends and adventures. And it's like, a, life's a fucking game. And we're just collecting all this inventory. Yeah. I just quickly before you go, Brad, I just want to point out that those those little things that you're adding to your inventory, they don't have to be brilliant to be valuable. No. You you can have a shit experience and it's yeah. still valuable. And I think that's something that people really miss is bad experiences can be valuable as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of it, in the same line of thinking, the failures that we've talked about before, when people actually show their failures mm. in the maker community, we're showing the experience or sharing the experience, and then we all get to gain from it, right? Oh, that was a fuck up. <laughs> but wouldn't you know it? Yeah. Everybody's benefiting from watching that happen and, and seeing where the failure happened or how the idea didn't quite come to fruition. And what I was going to tack on to Steve's, I, I think I just danced around it too much, is this idea of like the controlled experiences versus the uncontrolled mm-hmm. experiences. And you guys are both hinting at it, but if you're in your workshop and you're building something and it fails, you're still within your controlled little space and you can have your experiences. And even if they fail, every, the environment doesn't really change, right? You're yeah. still comfortable. You're in your personal space in your workshop or in your garage, whatever it is. The minute you go outside of that and start to add more variables on it is when people hit that intimidation factor, right? Cause they lose the perspective or the perspective shifts. Try anything. If it fails, it doesn't matter. It'll all be beneficial to me within my comfort zone the more you push that comfort zone it's the same shit you were doing it's just a, it's just a broader scope at that point we all went over and did 10 makers kind of on a whim mm. and like i didn't know Massive what i was doing yeah i didn't really know what i was doing like laura and i had chatted about it uh and we had talked about the the poster print thing but like i don't know i i knew enough about how to achieve the thing but it was definitely a lot of problem solving in the process and I was in Germany and I couldn't go to the hardware store and pick up stuff because I didn't speak the language and I didn't have a vehicle and I didn't know where the hell anything was anyway. So like all of these other little variables, yeah, it's intimidating. But like you guys have said, I've now had enough of those experiences in my life where it doesn't really phase me to accept and have very little expectations of things working out, you know, it's, it's just like, this could go shit sideways and that's okay because I know that I will have a good time and I will bring this experience into the inventory that you guys are talking about. Yeah. See, I, as you were saying that, Brad, it, it genuinely made me realize something about myself, which is I am more likely to get frustrated upset and i guess embarrassed if i'm working something on something in my own workshop and it fails. what yeah massively like if i'm if i'm in the workshop and i'm on my own and i'm trying to do something and it i fuck it up i'm gonna be pissed off i'm gonna be upset and frustrated at myself and i'm i'm gonna fucking throw my toys out the pram and walk away from it whereas if i'm at an event, doing a demonstration, at someone else's workshop, whatever. I find it so much easier then to just relax into it and just go with it. And whether it's um, 
whether it's doing demonstration or trying to teach someone how to do something like like the amount of times that i've fucked up doing a demonstration but you play into it you make that part of the demonstration you have fun with it like nobody's expecting perfection from a demonstration and i think one of the things that i learned quite early on is the <laughs> the product of a demonstration is the demonstration itself it's the engaging the audience and getting them um to interact and to enjoy themselves rather than making the perfect nail or the perfect hook or whatever um like every nail that i've ever made for uh doing demonstrations at um festivals they've always been fucked i think i've made maybe one where their head actually worked on it and most of them are crooked or to bet over or one-sided or whatever and it doesn't matter though because the the thing that people are enjoying is is my demonstration it's what i'm talking about it's um it's the engagement there rather than the actual product itself and i think that's something to to think about as well if you're going on these adventures is what what is the purpose what's the product is you know are you, are you, are we all going over to germany to make the best screen printer or bed or barbecue forged thing or are we all going over there to have a fucking good laugh make a few videos and enjoy ourselves and each other's company like that's the the, the product at the end of the day was was the videos not what we were actually making um and i think it's important to remember that so if you're going on an adventure you know are you are you going over there to to show everyone how brilliant you are at whatever it is you do mm. or are you going over to or are you going there to to have fun and meet people and to gain some new experience and fuck up yeah and lose things and you yeah. know that that's that's where the stories are that's that's where the that's where the the things you remember are oh we went and it went swimmingly and i came back yeah, exactly <laughs> <That's> <laughs> great. yeah there's a story for the grandkids <laughs> there you go. i mean i feel like that's happened at the the classes that I've done, you know, I, I haven't done a lot of them and I know that I've still got loads to learn, but being able to knock out S hooks or J hooks for people for these little classes and like makers camp a few months back, I had a couple of failures happen where something just didn't go right. You know, like I, I rushed the taper Steve and I ended up with that little snub nose, right. Where it's yeah. not that long, elegant little swoop. And I would show people and I go, okay, this is, like what we're going for. And then I kept one, you know, that looked a lot better if it wasn't great. And I'd go, well, but you know, the longer we make it, the more elegant the swirl looks and all this kind of thing. And I go, and the cool thing about it is, and I would take it and actively like chuck it into the bucket of scrap yeah. and just be like, we'll make more. I didn't do this yeah. one right. And I've made lots of them and it goes in the bucket because it, it was just, you know, didn't work out and that's fine. And we don't get stressed about it. And the amount of people that it's almost like you could see the the weight or or the yeah um what's the word I'm looking for? But they're they just they they lightened up, you know, they, they didn't yeah. get so stressed about not nailing it. Like you've never done this before. Yeah. Enjoy the process, enjoy the adventure. You're yeah, at a that... random event in East Durham, blacksmithing for the first time, you're gonna fuck up, and that's one hundred percent part of the journey. It's that whole thing of like, you've never done this before. I've done this a thousand times and look, I can still fuck up. And to be <laughs> fair, I, I, I would quite often purposefully th fuck things up and say to people like, I'm going to fuck this up because I want to show you how easy it is to put it right and how it doesn't matter if you fuck it up. 
And like, you know, if you do a taper and it's too short, then, you know, you can just redo the fucking taper. It's not it's the like end wood. Of you can just unsaw it. It's dead easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you just glue um, together. Wood is so easy. It's stupid. But but that's the thing is like you you show people that it's it's not the end of the world, that it is fixable, that you can throw it away and start again or fix what started or whatever it is. Like it doesn't have to be um, the end of the world just because you fuck up one thing. Instead of, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not trying to disregard what you just said, but is there a way that we can shift this perspective also into these life moments, right? Mm. Is this what you were talking about earlier where you show up and you're like, well, it didn't go great, but at least I have that experience. Is that the same as like a fuck up situation? You're like, yeah. I'll fix it. But I mean, it's it's like uh, where, what Al said earlier on, like you, you forget stuff, you lose stuff, you fuck up. And that's where the experience and that's where the stories come from. Like if everything goes right every day in your life, you're going to be a boring fuck. Yeah. Like my my best stories are about dumb stupid shit the I've car done. breaking down you're losing your baggage you know oh shit, breaking my fucking neck and yeah, carry on drinking for two hours <laughs> like shit like like i can captivate a fucking room with a story about what a dickhead i am but i can't do that if i'm like on a podcast oh. every week <laughs> exactly uh, but I, you know you, you try telling a story where everything goes right like i i am brilliant everything i've ever done is fantastic and this one time i went out and everything went really really well no one's gonna give a shit but you go out and you're like i fucked up so many times i did all these dumb stupid things it's and literally interesting literally the reason wes anderson movies do as well as they do <laughs> yeah Yes, it's an entire film dedicated to fucking things up. Yeah. You're welcome. Unless it's the French Dispatch, which is a parody of Wes Anderson films, and now I understand why people hate Wes Anderson films because it's just fucking bollocks. If you've not seen the French French Dispatch, I got really excited about that film. Yeah, I had had all the cast you want, everyone's in it, you know, and it was just it it looked like. What everyone tells me why they hate Wes Anderson films. <laughs> really? I haven't uh, watched it yet. Oh, dude, I sat through it and I was like, this was painful. You know, like when you're watching um, Grand Budapest and it's like every every line is funny and pithy yeah. and charming and you're invested in the characters and the sets are beautiful. It was like, it was like someone had sold the rights to a Wes Anderson film and someone yeah. else had made it thinking that's what Wes Anderson films are about. Right, and it was just bollocks, and like all the scenes were just one after another, like one-liners. Yeah, I, I don't remember any of the characters. I don't, re- you know, and it was just like, oh, you're just a hipster dickhead. Yeah, yeah. And now I get it. Oh man, <laughs> so bad. how's he? How's he gonna fix that one? I don't know. See, watch it and see if you. Maybe I was just in a bad mood, but yeah, yeah. That, that I've genuinely had in my spiffing notes. I was gonna do an unspiffing French dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, brilliant. That, that's somebody who's had millions of dollars thrown at him and has made successful things yeah. and can still fuck up. Just it's like just all, all, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Maybe yeah. it's a learning experience for him. Yeah. But maybe he's not. He's a sociopath and will not learn from it. <laughs> just tell it how it is. But I think, like, that, I do think that it's really important to, to, to do those things and to put yourself in a position to fail. Like, not necessarily go in hmm. planning to fail, but go in. Because then if you fail, you've won. Ooh, paradox. Um, but go in like with the attitude of, the, like, whatever happens is a good thing. Like it's it's a an experience. Um, because yeah, it, it's so fucking. So like life is so much better when you go out and do stuff. I, the problem the problem is though, Steve. Like that's that's my attitude all the time, right? Yeah. But 
it comes across like I don't have any empathy when I say that. As if yeah. like you don't care about yeah, things no. that go wrong or you don't care about people's feelings. It's like, well, yeah, but like, what, why dwell on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you, you can't undo it. Yeah. All you can do is grow and learn and, you know, I, try and flip it, try and be positive. About yeah, it. and I think like, obviously, if I, I know we're talking about fuck ups, but yeah, you know, if if your fuck up then impacts someone else, mm. then yeah, maybe, you know, you, you deal with that in on an individual basis. Like there's, there are some fuck ups which are going to be bad, but I'd say you still, that's still an experience. That's still something to add to your toolkit. Mm. Um, so I don't think even like I, said, like I said earlier, even bad fuck ups aren't bad yeah. because as long as you take something away from it, then it's, it's, it is valuable, even if it's not um, pleasant. I very often have the attitude of, I set myself up for the worst case scenario <laughs> in whatever these things are, because if I'm right, or if that happens, then I'm right. And I still get to kind of walk away. I still away. win. Well, if I didn't hear that was going to happen. Um, which, you know, may not be the most optimistic outlook on life, but I like to, I'm pragmatic or realist, whatever. I don't like saying pessimist. I'm not pessimistic. I don't go in and I'm like, this is going to be terrible. It's all going to fail. It's all going to go to shit. It's not that. It's that I like to approach things with, so few expectations or at least i try and remind myself of that as often as i can no expectations and if everything goes wrong i've worked out that scenario in my head to figure out you know like how do you pick up the pieces how do you figure things out from there or how does it get added to your inventory whatever so al you saying that you don't seem empathetic about it i i do think that's very typical you're like i want I want people to realize like how big of a deal this was that it all went terrible. And, and maybe it's a little woe is me moment. Mm. And I don't know how often I agree with that when it does come down to something like mm, I spent three months working on this wooden table and, and it cracked in half. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I bet you could try it again. It's, it's, it's an investment of time, but if, if the entire experience that you're going through, whatever this experience is, if it's travel or adventures or build Al's lack of empathy to this thing, I think is, I don't want to look at it as that negative or interpret it wrong. I think you just have a way of looking at it as what is the long-term impact of this thing? And why, why do we need to dwell on this? Hmm. I agree with you. There is no reason to dwell on, 99% of the things that happen. Yeah. These just like generic nonsense things that happen in the workshop, or maybe, you know, a light bulb goes out in your house. And you're like, Oh, now I got to do this thing again. Like, <laughs> do you really want to pick that fight? Like, what are you just arguing point about? the other light to where that's dark <laughs> and then just keep <laughs> no, doing yeah. that until they all go Shit. out and then go, now I'll get some light bulbs. So the, the, mean, whole, think... the whole, like pick your battles and also the, embrace the adventure therein. Mm. that kind of thing. I, I think we're kind of, a little bit treading on dangerous territory there because like from the impression i got from what you were saying is uh a little uh um, go for it steve hit me what do you got? well i was trying to i was trying to think of the right word i think like it, it almost comes across as you're being a bit dismissive of, of other people's things and i think what we're talking about, and i i'm more kind of saying this to the audience rather than to you um but i think what we're talking about is when you're out on an adventure if if you're working on a project for three months and it does fuck up then yeah, you have every fucking you right. You ought to be, to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you have every fucking right to be upset about that. And fuck what anyone else says. Be upset. Complain about it. 
wallowing your own misery, you're allowed to. Well, it's like, healthy. Yeah, exactly. You need to process that shit in your head. Um, but don't don't not do something because that don't let happen. it stop you doing it again don't yeah, let it stop you doing exactly. it finishing it off or yeah. trying a different way to do it and i think again that kind of feeds into what i was going to say about your original point about going into something kind of pre-planning oh if it goes wrong then you know i've got a plan for that no fuck that don't go in with a plan don't go in with any plan don't go in with anything because the more you think about uh, oh, well, what if this goes wrong and what if that goes wrong the more likely you are to not do it because it, it's going to build into and I'm saying this to myself more than anyone else um, <laughs> because the more you do that the more it is going to feed into those anxieties and that that pressure and that that oh fuck no I I can't do it because it's going to go wrong whereas if you just go into it and going I, I have no plan for if it goes right or if it goes wrong I'm just going to go and do this thing and what happens happens which, which in itself is terrifying because that's my yeah. approach to a lot of things is just you know don't go in with a plan do i know i've on, seen we'll how you build it, stuff we'll do it on the night but it's still terrifying <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's a more it's more it's a more energetic kind of fear it's like yeah. it, it's it's the adrenaline it's the um well i'm gonna have to do it yeah <laughs> you know i've come this far <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm, it's... it will happen yeah it's that whole jumping into the water rather yeah. than tiptoeing in exactly and um, yeah i think I do think it's important to um, to kind of, yeah, d depending on who you are as a person, what the situation is, then, yeah, you can have an escape plan. You kind of have a, well, if everything goes wrong, I've got a credit card or $1,000, like, tucked away to fly my ass home or whatever the fucking thing is. But don't, I, yeah, I just, I don't think you should go into it um, with, plans for if it goes wrong because the thing is it doesn't matter what plan you have in your head of like if it goes wrong i can do this and to get out of it because the thing that goes wrong is going to be something you don't think of it's going to be something completely unexpected that's that's where the the kind of the problem solving and the maker comes in is when shit goes not to plan and you have to deal with it then and i think yeah i think having a plan makes it harder to deal with it when it doesn't go to plan because you're you've got these preconceived ideas of this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. Whereas if you go in going, I don't know what's going to happen, I'm just going to deal with it as it comes, then you don't you don't get fucking flummoxed when something doesn't go according to plan. I mean, even if you just spin it differently, like not, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Just look at it like what will happen. Yeah. You know, that it's, it's the same scenario, the same, the same yeah. probabilities and the same outcomes. But if you think of it as like, the opportunity as opposed to the unknown yeah it's the same the same thing and i think i think it's a lot of reasons why people don't partake in these adventures yeah you know a lot of our friends and a lot of the people in this community are, are kind of avoid things or avoid scenarios or avoid situations because of all these reasons like you say steve they, they, yeah. they'll build they'll build something up in their head and gone i don't want to do this because of this yeah i don't want to do x because i might fuck up i don't want to do this because i'm not as good as that person yeah it's like that's not the point of an adventure <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean like it, yeah i and i i fully appreciate that i am being a complete hypocrite as i say all this because oh me too but yeah. it wouldn't be an episode of fields of tills if we weren't <laughs> exactly yeah like there's so many things that i haven't done because i've been scared of doing it and it, that's the other thing is it's okay to to say i'm scared because it's much easier to then have um have someone else uh not necessarily talk you into it or out of it or whatever but you know it, it, if you don't 
you don't ever say that you're you're scared of something then the people aren't going to know um and i think people get worried about people knowing that they're scared i'm scared of all sorts of shit i'm scared of fucking spiders and they're this big like what the fuck is a spider gonna do but you yeah. make you tap dance exactly reference um, but yeah i i think it's it's important and the other thing that i was gonna just before your thing brett the other thing i was gonna say with regards to your bit al was like the the whole question of people going oh what if this happens what if this happens like what what if everything goes wrong what if it doesn't what if everything goes right how fucking good would that or what be? if everything goes different yeah imagine that yeah it's it's that's okay it's fine mm. well i appreciate both of you disagreeing with my approach to handling life. adventures yeah <laughs> Maybe, life. steve um i am i'm just i'm so analytical to a fault you know and i i really try and walk into certain situations with like a what are the variables here hmm. again like i know this is totally just on me and you're right to have said everything that you said to the audience you know if you break a table that you've been working on for three months you can be pissed you're allowed to when i'm walking into situations like this and they go I don't know, sideways, or they don't necessarily go according to plan. It's not that I had one path of this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. And for you two's sake, I'll make a sports ball analogy. Yes. When you have plays in American football and they don't go right, there's a drawing on a whiteboard or a piece of paper or on that wristband that says, this is what's going to happen. And there's 22 people on the field. And the amount of variables and stuff that can go wrong and weird and end in not progressing the ball forward or possibly a touchdown. Like there is no, this is going to happen. It's like, if we can get the ball to one of these four receivers, we'll see what happens after that. Maybe he breaks free. Maybe he gets a touchdown. Maybe he drops the ball. It doesn't even matter. The fact that uh, when I bring up the perspective thing, it's like, I'm always going to try and find analogies or ways that I can make um, similar judgments or, or similar plans based on the other experiences. Like we've been talking about, I used to play sports ball. So nowadays when I'm approaching a build that I've developed in my head of what the steps and processes are, I know what the end game is. I want to score more points than the other team. Cause then I win. However, I get there that all those variables in between and all the things that can go wrong. I have those details in my head. So when I'm telling you guys now, like I want to know what the out is, or I want to know if things go wrong. It's one of 400 things that could go wrong. It's just that the way my brain works, I've processed a lot of those variables. And so all of them make sense to me. Well, I could swing the hammer wrong this time and it could go crappy. Okay. What's the solution to that? Well, maybe I achieved the thing and then this thing goes wrong or whatever. I've tried to think out all of those scenarios so quickly and so in depth that when it comes time to actually approaching, it's just execution, right? It's that 90% preparation, 10% execution, 1% salt. <laughs> salt. I don't know. There's a fucking quote in there somewhere, but I understand. I, I completely get what you guys are saying. And I think you're right. I think it's so personality driven though. And I know I have a very unique way that I approach like life in general, let alone the builds. But I do, I do find it very interesting that I can touch base with you guys individually and have in the past of like seeing how Steve approaches things, seeing how Al approaches things, 
Yeah. I, I love the idea that you can plan and prep and you know enough, you've gathered enough in your inventory that whatever goes wrong or whatever goes right, you can still deal with them accordingly. Yeah. So yeah, you, you've, you've, you've convinced me, Brett, because just listening to you then it's, it, it's exactly that. It's what you take with you. So you might be going to a, a, a scary event or a, an environment that you're not comfortable with or the unknown, but it's what you take with you in that infantry that will get you out of a, a sticky yeah. situation. So, and I, and that, I think that's, I think that's where my confidence comes in. I know no matter where I go, I'll be able to feed myself and my friends or, you know, entertain with a story or, you know, there's, there's always things you can do, even if things don't go to plan. And I think that's, that is what people, it might help them if they just have that confidence in the things that they, the skills they already have. Yeah. And taking them with them, you know, taking, taking the things you know how to do and are passionate about, even if the place you're going is unknown. Yeah. And I think to kind of, to tie that together, like, Brett, first things first, never fucking apologize or worry about people disagreeing with you, especially if it's us, because that's the whole record. I didn't disagree with Brett. It was Steve. I don't remember saying sorry. Well, you, you, whatever, but don't, don't worry about people disagreeing with you because that's the whole point is you've let yourself down. We are all based off of the experiences that we have. Like our, our entire fucking personalities are built off of those experiences. Mm -hmm. If we all had exactly the same experiences, we'd all have a very similar personality. Um, and I mean, to a certain extent, and I think that's one of the, the beautiful things about the the world is the fact that we do all think differently and we are all going to take different things from the same experience and we like like al said we've all got different fucking skills like just because you're thinking oh shit i'm going to a i'm going to a blacksmithing event and i don't know anything about blacksmithing well, no but you you're a fucking great cook so you can provide food and then we can provide analogies from like this is why hitting steel is like laying a fish because of this like you know, a you... beautiful woman <laughs> swiss tony um but, you know you 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 adapt to these things and the more you do it and the more you put yourself in that uncomfortable position the easier that that stuff becomes i i fully appreciate that it is not that easy for everyone to just go fuck it i'm gonna do the thing but just even fucking baby steps at a time just go out there and and do more things and that i think like i say the the differences, which is what a lot of people are scared of. A lot of people are, are scared of going to new places and doing new things because they're worried that they won't fit in, that they'll be different, that they're, they'll not be part of the group or that people will think they're weird because they don't know what they're doing or whatever. Like, those are the things that make the world interesting. So just fucking go out there and be interesting. Be spiffing. <laughs> Al, have you got an order? It's SBA. SBA. That means I am first. Uh, I am going to spiff another podcast. And it is entirely selfish uh, reason. It's because uh, they are helping me get out to America. Um, it's, it is, of course, the Axe and Iron podcast, the second greatest podcast about nonsense um 
Yeah, uh, I think we, we've talked about it plenty of times on here. Um, Chris Cash and Roy Scott of Vintage Axe Works and Mount Philip Metalwork. Mount, yeah, Mount Philip Metalworks, no S. Um, this, it's it's just a fun podcast with two dickheads, basically. It's like this, but less and more American um, and not as good. Um, and no spiffing either, which is weird. But yeah, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, they, those guys are great and it's good fun. And they've just started their third season, I think. Um, so if you haven't listened to it before, go check it out. Go buy their stickers. Uh, and yeah, just go go enjoy them. Uh, so that's it. Uh, Brett is next, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just spiff the the adventure giver or the caterer of my adventure and of all trades. So I'm sure plenty of people that do listen to this are already following Anne, but I can only assume that our little, I don't know, crazy time that we're going to have together is going to be nothing but awesome and fun and full of hugs with baby goats. I'm so looking forward to hugging a baby goat and playing with the cats. It's all going to be great, but Follow Anne. I think she's doing great stuff. I know that the school uh, that she was working on took a little bit of a dip just because of the COVID times. Um, but I think the whole approach that she's taking to it and kind of not necessarily privatizing it, right? But she's building it on the land that she's got. She wants it to be kind of a maker mecca somewhere for people to travel and be able to learn new skills. And that is something that I will fully embrace. So if you're not already paying attention to what Anne is doing, you should be. And I'll be out there in a few days and we'll get to see what that adventure holds. Yeah, good shout. I um, I fucking love Anne. She's great. Um, I can't remember who first put me onto her. I remember following her and then uh, Instagram doing its thing and never showing me her posts. And... <laughs> And then seeing a load of posts and being like, why am I not seeing more of this person? Um, can you guys confirm? Can you confirm something for me? Was she at the first Maker Central? No. Wasn't she there? Ooh. I thought her and April mm-hmm. Wilkerson Mandela were effect there. now. Yeah. I'm getting a weird Mandela effect because I met both of them at some point. And I remember having a conversation in the lobby with yeah, I think a you're couple right. of people. I think she was. I don't really remember much of the first Maker Central, so I don't know. Well, here's why I ask, because I think that's the only time we've met. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we've just chatted since then, so yeah. it, I'm I'm just very excited. I, nice. Yeah. Um, good show. Uh, Al, you're last. You're you're next. You're not last. You're never last. You're just you're next. Next, you're last. <laughs> um, on the theme of adventures, um, I'm getting back into having time to listen to things. <laughs> uh, I used to always have uh, driving time, commuting time, so it was always yeah. podcasts. Um, yeah. But then I just find that sitting and working at home all the time, I don't really yeah. listen to books, listen to music, listen to albums, listen to podcasts and anything. So I've got into, I've got like audible credits stacking up as high as you like. Um, so I've started on uh, The Wheel of Time, Oh, nice. So I'm on book one of Robert Jordan's uh, Quatradecology. 
<laughs> there's there's 14 books uh, in the series yeah. so i'm obviously yeah. in for a long haul um and it's great it's just you know it's a classic adventure involving snarks and wizards and yeah you know, I, rangers i've heard very good things about it. i think it was rasmus that was on at me about it a little while back um which obviously put me off a bit um but i have heard from people that i actually respect that it's really good as I'm well i'm enjoying it the, 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 i can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing but the narrator of the first book sounds like he's doing a zach brannigan impression <laughs> <laughs> that was genuinely really hard question. to concentrate but it, it's thoroughly enjoyable i yeah. think as it goes on um i think they made a failed tv version of the show yes but i think they've got actors from the show to narrate the books yeah, right. so i think it, it kind of evolves a little bit and they have different yeah. voices for different characters and stuff but okay. yeah it's great uh nice. i highly recommend it if anyone's got like i have audible credits stacking up mm-hmm. <laughs> get awesome. on the wheel of time i uh i might actually have to check it out at some point now. um give yeah good form the men that, that's what it's like the whole book <laughs> uh is yeah. there any other business uh, yes, I would just like to send a personal shout out to uh, the old chip, Jim, um, for being brave enough to actually just fucking get on with projects and not to talk about them like we do. And he, within 30 minutes of getting a, a, a Defender, uh, he's already disassembled it, put a new engine in, yep. <laughs> rebuilding it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck he, you both. He's fuck not all talk like we are. Um, yeah, and he's also just an incredible uh, person. He's all right, uh, but <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's, a fountain, he's a he's a fountain of knowledge, and he's not afraid to share it and, and help yeah. others. So yeah, you, thank you, Jim. You're a good egg. He is a he is the goodest egg. I have a lot of love for Jim. Um, I've got another bit of uh, actual uh, other business. Oh my God, here we go again, Jesus. Brett, you can just go. We'll finish up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in the interest of bravery, in the interest of stepping out of your comfort zone, um, Nick has tasked me with uh, finding out if anyone wants to do a demonstration or talk at Maker Central. So, I'm not necessarily saying that people need to put their hands up and volunteer themselves, but what I would love to know is, out of the fools, who do we want to see? do a talk or do a demonstration at Maker Central. Mm. Could be anyone, could be a random, could be a YouTuber, could be a maker, could be anyone that we think was interesting and compelling and would put on a good show. Uh, yeah. And as I say, it, it could just be going up on stage and showing how to do something. It could be a could be a class, could be a workshop, could be a talk. Um, but I'd, yeah, I'd love to hear maybe shuts, uh, sound off in the Facebook group, but just yeah. let us know who you want to see. I think it would be quite good on as well to say make central. not just who you want to see, but if there's something specific you want to... Yes, or a, well. or a thing or task yeah. or activity. Yeah, good shout, Steve. Yeah, Good build, as we say in wanky mm. branding talk. Um, nice. Yes, good shout. I think that's uh, that'll be interesting seeing what people say about that. Um, and especially who as well, because uh, obviously there's the, there's the big names that everyone... I want to see Barnaby do a puppet demo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, there is one other bit of AOB, which, as you're listening to this on not a Wednesday, um, Tim. I just want to let every... Uh, fucking... I know, he messaged me about that as well. Fuck it. Uh, actually, where's the uh, where's the heat episode? <laughs> That's exactly how he sounds. Um, yeah, we have uh, very busy lives, and we have made a bit of a change to the schedule because we 
not been able to keep to the schedule for the last schedule uh like three years um so uh we are no longer recording on a sunday and trying to put out on a wednesday we are recording on a tuesday and trying to put out before the end of the week um <laughs> so we're, we're, we're gonna aim for like thursday friday but if it's there by sunday that's fine uh because shut up yeah. um <laughs> i don't know where it's i was going the longest that. outro ever no, it's not. We've done much longer. Yeah, We've done a lot longer. Return of the King is the longest out travel. Oh, yes, it really is. So I've just rewatched. Um, Stop it. The Hobbit series. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, I've got to rewatch uh, Lord of the Rings as well now. But I think I'm going to do the extended ones and do it over like six months. Um, but yes, that is it. If you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. I nearly forgot it then. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. I had one as well. I forgot it. I had something for this. Yeah. Uh, and if you find us as a group, we are Fools With Tools or FWT Podcast everywhere that we are, which is basically nowhere. Um, but... Al's Toy Barn. There we go. <laughs> Fuck it, Al. Um, fuck's sake. Yeah, that's, that's it. There's, the show's done. If you're still here why why are you still here go go have an adventure go on fuck off and do things because no matter what we love you bye